Hey guys, Carmine here. Before we start the video, I do want to give you all a heads up that in the coming days, I will be uploading three Patreon and YouTube membership exclusive podcasts. The first being a Q&A we recorded a while back, followed by an episode we did discussing all our shows that we enjoyed and covered in 2020, and our second collaboration ever with another YouTuber. I won't say who this YouTuber is, but they wanted to discuss with us our favorite episodes of Game of Thrones ever in time for the 10th anniversary of the series. So I thought we could make a nice little discussion of it. Uh, if you guys are interested in any of these, then consider supporting us on Patreon and or YouTube memberships. Both is not required. And yes, of course, I will make sure Preston gets these as well. So if you're already supporting him on there, then be on the lookout for that. I'll leave more info in the description below if you're interested. Thank you. So apparently, uh, it came out a while ago, I'm sure you saw the news, HBO, uh, they're continuing to kind of plot out the future of the Game of Thrones cinematic universe, as it might as well be, um, yeah. on what's to come in the future, and they're looking at some things, and, and three possible other spinoffs are already uh, coming out. So so, I so what's funny is, had you, had you come, with me with the, come to me with this story like a year ago, I wouldn't have really believed it. I'd be like, how many spinoffs can can one asshole uh um streaming service like like put forward come on six but now but that's the thing is like now that's the new thing like disney plus is like you like star wars we're gonna fucking cram so many goddamn star wars series into your mouth until you're sick of star wars like marvel we're gonna cram as many <laughs> goddamn marvel series as down your gullet until you vomit them up. Like that's what both of them are. That's what they're doing over at Disney, right? Well, like, in Disney's defense, some of the stuff we've seen from Star Wars and Marvel have been good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, we have six or seven, I think six, uh, spinoffs either in the works or you know floated around. Um, obviously, House of Dragons begins filming in April and it's going to be released next year, right? Dunkin' yeah. Egg was floated around. Uh, so was an animated Game of Thrones series that was floated around as well. And now we have three brand new ideas that are coming from HBO that they might be interested in. One of them has writers already attached. Uh, the first, yeah. that one being the Nine Voyages of the Sea Snake, Calaris Valerion, which <laughs> is so dumb. And I mm. mean, <laughs> I mean, I would love to have a sea snake series but no one else does i mean this is i mean this is this would be in the game of thrones universe but so unrelated that no one would no one could possibly care before anybody like pauses the video to say me too preston yes <laughs> the thousands of people who watch our videos yes you guys would be interested as well you know who most of you know who Calaris valerian is for those of you who don't i'm sure you're probably going to google it up or you know watch one of our videos where we explain it cool but you guys are only thousands of people the millions of hbo viewers who are game of thrones fans tune into anything game of thrones related to see starks Lannisters, dragons, maybe White Walkers, occasionally a prostitute getting destroyed, maybe, you know, stuff like that. But you don't come in to watch random dudes sail from like random locations in Game of Thrones that have nothing to do with Starks, wolves, dragons, and, and, and blonde haired people fucking each right. other. Like you, they, yeah. that's what you tune in for and you're not going to get that. So the Nine Voyages of Calaris Valerion, that's one of the spinoffs. The other one is uh, a series about Fleabottom. Huh. For those of you who don't remember, Flea Bottom is just the 
poorest section of King's Landing. And I don't know... This one has interesting potential because it could be stories from Flea Bottom, like like an anthology mm. series, which I'm sure everybody else can hear me jerking off to that because I love anthology stuff. But <laughs> but it could maybe explain like why like how it must be like Flea Bottom must be a very like rich culture if it produces people with the accent of Davos and people with the accent of Gendry because they're both from. <laughs> They're both from Flea Bottom, but they have completely different accents. So it just must be a very, very rich culture. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm uh, looking forward to looking forward to a Flea Bottom series exploring the the rich, the rich aspects of it. So okay, Flea Bottom. That's the second one that they're floating the idea around. We also have the Ten Thousand Ships of Nymeria, which sounds like it'll be a Dornish storyline, considering that Nymeria takes ten thousand ships from Essos across the mm. sea and eventually ends up in Dorne. Um, I, I see that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here because I don't know if it'll cover the entire trip or just her unifying the Dornish peninsula under House Martell. But even then, why would the casual fans care about Dorne after the awful stuff we got from it or even the random locations she goes on, um, you know, or, or even the war with the Valyrians? Once again, casuals care about the Starks, Lannisters, dragons, and, you know, the greatest character of all time, Littlefinger. But will they care about the Roynish, which almost never got mentioned in the show? It's, I, don't, I don't know. It's also odd to... to... So the odd thing about uh, Nymeria and the 10,000 ships is that's the end of the story, really. Like, like the exciting stuff actually happens before that, when they're, when they're fighting uh, the Valyrians, and then when they're, you know... Um, so, I don't know, the 10,000... I mean, I guess they do do some sailing before they get to Dorne. Um, I think they... They they stop in Nath for a while and then get sick and they have to leave again. But but uh, I mean I suppose like it'd be interesting to see how the the Roinar like integrate with with the Dornish and how that all happens. But the the exciting stuff is all before is with you know um, the the battles between the the Roinar and and the Valerians. But that's uh huh. Before Numeria even like comes into things, but we'll see. Huh. Well, we probably won't see. It probably won't get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once again, if this isn't like an anthology thing where it's like four episodes or five episodes, then okay, fine. But it doesn't seem like it's an anthology thing. If it's a limited series, I'd be okay with that as well. But the problem with it being a limited series is that you're wasting money on stories that not a lot of people are that interested in, and you're banking a lot on the Game of Thrones name. I, I We've mm. said this before, and I've said it again. I'm worried about um, HBO using Game of Thrones like AMC uses The Walking Dead, because there's several Walking Dead-like spinoffs in production now, and I'm sure The Walking Dead still has their hardcore fan base, mm. but I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I used to, <laughs> I used to like The Walking Dead, and now I'm just kind of, it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> the thing is, when you have a a spinoff series, like it has to have a lot of the elements that people really wanted from the original. So, like when you do something like The Mandalorian, you know, you say, okay, well, what do people like about Star Wars? Well, people like uh, people like bounty hunters and people like Jedi, and so we're gonna do a series about a bounty hunter 
to, you know, taken around a Jedi. It's got these familiar elements, mm-hmm. you know, like it starts out as like this guy is pretty much Boba Fett and this kid, it's pretty much Yoda. So, you know, you, you get that little connection. Um, but yeah, if you go, if you go too far, like Corlys Velaryon and his, and his travels, like, how is this connecting to what we kind of want, which is either like the Stark family, the Lannister family, the Targaryen family, dragons, White Walkers, right? Like you, you expect at least one of those elements to, to be there, to connect people. But instead it's some guy from a different family, like, you know, sailing around the world. I mean, maybe he's going to run into monsters and stuff. I don't know, but... Yeah, um, that is, mm. and and well, in order to bring the world of Game of Thrones to life, the world the world of Ice and Fire to life, you got to put a good budget behind that. And unless they do an animated series with like some top notch animation, like mm. we saw with Castlevania or some of the anime that comes out of Japan, um, I don't know, man. Like, I it seems like a random risk. I still think one of the reasons why they scrapped the White Walker prequel. Um, is because the White Walkers were a huge letdown in the final season. They hmm. they just were not as like, you know, it was a big lead up to nothing. We've gone over a thousand times. And something <laughs> something HBO saw in the prequel, they did not like. Um, so, yeah, there's something happening with the Nine Voyages of the Sea Snake that's making them want to pick it up. I don't know what that is. I think all three of those ideas are kind of lame. <laughs> Duncan Egg is a great idea. It's far away. House of the Dragons, great idea. Far away enough from the main series, but still interesting enough. Um, it's just, who cares about any of this other stuff? I mean, I think Duncan Egg is the, is the, the best idea to have. Um, just because, you one, you have source material. You have some, some likable characters, you know, already. Um it, and it just, you know, the wandering around having adventures is, you know, a fun, fun kind of thing. I, th- I The thing with House of the Dragon that I'm worried about is how they're going to do the time lapse, you know, like the Dance of the Dragons happens in a fairly quick amount of time, you know, fairly small amount of time. So how are they really going to, you know, push this out over a certain number of seasons? That's what I worry about with that. Well, House of the Dragon is also going to have the same problem that Game of Thrones had, like, we don't know how many years or months or weeks it's been. We kind of have to, like, use certain <laughs> yeah. things to figure that out. Like, in season one, it was very easy, you know? Like, 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 like Gilly's child. Like, yeah. I was going to say in season <laughs> one with Daenerys being pregnant and, like, how that evolves over time. When we were reading Fire and Blood recently, the last two chapters take place over the course of years. You know, Rhaenyra has a child, mm. and then some pages yeah. later, that child is, like, five years old. And then some pages later, yeah. that child is nine years old. And it's it's like oh wow that escalated rather quickly. There are like gaps among that. Okay, cool. Um, it, it's it's gonna be messy, but we'll see how they tackle it. But yeah, so three more spinoffs. HBO is is taking no chances. They want to make sure they can keep profiting off Game of Thrones, which is good for us. You know, we have more stuff to talk about in regards to Thrones, but also kind of bad for us because we don't want it smeared and yeah. <laughs> we don't want it to be, you know, given the Disney sequel trilogy treatment. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be certainly fun. It'll be fun to 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 get back into it when a new show comes comes around. But you don't think these are going to be out until twenty twenty two? House of the Dragon should be coming out next year. These I don't know. Um, 
HBO is doing this really interesting thing, which is going to segue into our next topic. They, I love it. They are putting out like films that should be coming out in theaters on the same day on their streaming services. And they're spacing them out until where it's probably just better if you keep the subscription. Because now we have uh, Snyder Cut. Then next month, I'm waiting for it, Mortal Kombat. Then after that, it's Mm. King Kong versus Godzilla, which I want to watch. So I might as well just keep the fucking subscription. Mar- uh, Disney Plus is doing the same thing. We had WandaVision for a couple weeks. We had yeah. Mandalorian and, they, they, and then WandaVision and now Falcon and Soldier. Yeah, and they usually they usually do it so that like if if say you had a uh if it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is 6 weeks, right? So it's like you you know, you ha- you have to get like 3 months in, right? Uh, I'm trying to think if yeah, if the, if the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to fall into may like do you have to get three months of subscription like do they they plan these kind of things you know to to make sure that everybody's still still subscribed it, it doesn't matter because i'm going to keep it anyway so i can watch uh, new episodes of clone wars because star wars is coming back mm. on may 4th with uh, more clone Wars stuff so that that intrigues me so I'm, they're keeping my subscription of course so, yeah. so they got that and then after clone wars is done i think loki's coming up afterwards so mm-hmm. yeah. they got me there. So if 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 HBO wants to keep doing this, let's go. Give us more Thrones and uh, maybe give me and Preston a sneak peek. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, they 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 have to keep get, they have they have to keep it going until until House of the Dragon is out. Because because I mean everything's about growth, right? So it's not you know I'm not saying that HBO is doing poorly, but in, in order to please shareholders and everything, there has to be growth constantly, which is this. Um, this rough thing, right? Uh, it's, it's funny. A, a buddy of mine started a company that that ended up uh, being pretty pretty successful. And but he starts talking about like when he should have sold it versus when he did sell it. And he's like, he's like, when it's at peak growth is when you have peak interest, and you're like, oh, this is so much fun. But that's when they come with the best offer. But then when you're like ready to, when it's established and you're ready to sell because you've, you've built something, the growth is no longer there. It's stable and you're not getting as you're not going to get the money. So it's this odd thing. Like you have to, you have to decide, like, do you want to get rid of your baby? Like before it's even developed um, in order to get the most money. But anyway, growth, it's all about growth. So, so HBO has to get more and more subscribers. And the problem is they peaked with this Game of Thrones and they don't have anything that's as big to uh, to keep it going or grow grow the uh, the channel. Doing the whole Snyder cut, great move. Uh, putting out Dune, Godzilla, Mortal Kombat the same day mm-hmm. it comes out in theaters, great move, fantastic move. I love it. Yeah, I mean everybody's talking about the Snyder cut, and 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 it's been a while since everybody's been talking about something on on HBO. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean not since Watchmen really have has like there been a buzz, right, about HBO? I would say so, yeah. I, I would kind of... No, 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 no. What about um, Lovecraft Country, which you and I weren't huge <laughs> fans of, but... I don't say there was that much of a buzz. I don't think it was... I don't think it was that as that... I mean, I think the first week it came out, people were like, oh, this looks interesting. And then people were, I think it got lukewarm reception. You know, unlike, unlike Watchmen, which I think everybody kind of... Um, was head over heels for especially critics you know 